Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts, Anne Catherine. And Caroline. Let's talk about the fear of change. Do you think you're afraid of change? I bet most people would say no. I don't think many of us think we're afraid of change, and in a lot of situations, maybe we're not. But I think it is human nature to subconsciously have a fear of change, mostly permanent change, meaningful change, I think. Yeah, we'll get into obviously all the all the details, but one of my biggest notes that I wrote down for this is that we've talked about before. I I've said it in the past like I love change because I do. I love change. It makes life interesting. It's fun. But I love change when I am in control of it or if I don't actually care that much about it. But the things that I really care about and I'm not in control of how it changes, that's when I get a little scared. <laughs> it gets scary yeah so uh, we want to talk about just the fear of change in general like why we have a fear of change how that might be manifesting in your life because again I don't think a lot of us would outwardly be like I'm afraid of change but then I know that when I look at specific pieces of my life I'm like oh I feel like that is a subconscious fear of change causing me to self-sabotage or hold myself back in some way and then also give you guys some tips on how you can get past that fear of change and make it more of an excitement about change before we do that let's do highs lows and goals for the week my high of the week is that i was like living alone for the last the last week in boston because karen moved out and our other roommate was away and i truly had the best time cleaning but not just like i know we talked about this last week because this is my goal but i'm sorry the utensil drawer was absurd i don't know why people can't put the forks back in the fork slot and like it looks so it looks so good it looks oh it's perfect now i i emptied every drawer like every corner it was a deep clean the shower i don't even use our shower anymore because i shower at the gym Mm because it's nicer and i'm like gorge my parents called me and they're like what are you doing i was like cleaning and my dad was like i knew that's what you're gonna be doing (laughs) i knew it my high this was my first week at home. I moved out of Boston for the foreseeable future, I guess, and then back in New Hampshire. And I started my morning mile that I told you guys I was really excited about doing, and I've been hyping up for so long and telling everyone about it. And I am now on a seven-day streak of running a mile every morning, and I'm just happy about that. And I guess my idea was like, you know, some days if I'm feeling really good, I'll take it longer. That didn't happen at all this week. It was a single mile every day, but... What's your route? Sometimes I go right, sometimes I go left, you know, and then... That's like out of our house that you can either go right I, or left I, on the road, and right, it's like... Two sometimes I go left. Yeah, and I guess the, the cool thing about that is it felt like a really non-intimidating thing. Like, one mile is not 
all that hard, even though it still is a bit of a mental and physical challenge. But now that's seven miles for the whole week versus when I typically tell myself, like, I'm going to try to do one or two longer runs in a week and it feels more intimidating. And then sometimes I skip it. Like most weeks, I'm not hitting seven miles, even when I try to do a couple longer runs because, you know, I doubt myself and I don't do it. So just to do one mile a day, you know, that adds up. It just like kind of goes to show that consistency is key and little things add up. And I like how it's adding structure, especially with you being home. Mm-hmm. How, how have you been doing with the getting out first thing in the morning? <laughs> He's like, shut I, up. I know. Like, no, that wasn't a, uh, that wasn't a dig. Okay. I'm just curious. I haven't seen you okay. complete these miles. Right. But I know you said you wanted to do it first thing in the morning. And yeah. that is not the easiest thing for you to do. So I'm wondering how you're doing with it. Well, that would be my goal for next week is to do the miles more like first thing in the morning whereas now, it is i feel like honestly if we're gonna be real that's kind of a not necessary step no i know it. it doesn't need like to... you if you complete a mile i don't if you do your mile a day like if it's 8 p.m do your thing but don't because sometimes i will wake up in the morning like what if you wake up in the morning you wake up early you're doing things like what if sorry i'm i'm busy right now like i'll do my mile later i don't want to do it right now i want to do it later okay that's why i feel like it's a mental thing for me though because it's less of like... Is that the point? The, yeah, the point The point is to give me like some structure to my morning and like a bit of self-discipline to start my day because I feel like I've really been lacking that. Like I just kind of take every morning a bit differently and I've that's been really nice for me for a while, but I think coming home, having very little structure and routine and places to be around me, you know, like I'm working from home, I'm literally living with just me and my parents right now there's not much like social activity or structure around me I think being able to do that first thing in the morning is like the level of discipline that I want and I don't want to set a time like I have to do this at 5 a.m I just want it to be in the first few things that I do with Mm -hmm. my day and so many of you guys have either started doing it with me or want to do it with me so actually I'm gonna add and you guys know we have a girls with goals group chat we always link it I'm gonna add like a channel in our chat of like morning miles so that everybody who wants to do that with me like you can join it and i'll just text like a little motivational thing every morning we can hype each other up hold each other accountable yeah because so many people like said that you wanted to to do the same you like the idea of like adding the structure so i'll put that link as the first link in the description so if you guys want to do the morning mile you can join that group chat and i'm thinking i'll give like some sort of gift card or something like that every week to like the people who do it with me as like a, a bonus motivation so kind of you. i know i'll get someone's coffee every sunday or like give you give a little treat if you a will. treat a treat hmm. my love of the week oh i just spilled my entire i don't know what is wrong with me i just i can't have lids on my like i will carry around full hydro flasks no lid of course of course i knock them over and spill gallons of water right out on the floor consistently um consistently i if we're out, like, I'm starting to think it might be a meat problem, not an other people problem. I think I just don't <laughs> hold, I don't hold my drink that I don't, like, grip it. Oh, you mean because so then it gets knocked the out of my hand. All the time, it happens, like, knocking things uh, up. I no, gave, no, no, they no. They get knocked out of my I hand. I gave you my card they get a couple out of my weeks hands. ago and said, go get me a drink. And she comes back without the drink for me. And she was like, I bought it. And then someone knocked it out of my it, hand. It happened, it happened, it happened. Every weekend no. she loses at least one drink being knocked <laughs> out. True. You're so true that it must be a you problem. Because that doesn't No, because why are people flinging their arm? Why are people knocking them out of my hand? But I'm just not holding it no the other day the other day was bad it was really bad i had just bought like 
literally six people, including myself, uh, drinks. She decided to um, be... No, Did it, they call you sugar mom? <laughs> she decided it's to so do that funny. Um, so I just bought a like fat round of drinks. I'm holding mine, walking literally three steps. We're like walking in a pack. It's busy. All of a sudden, it just falls out of my hand. Just one or multiple? It was just one. And so I just kept walking like nothing. No one's... Was it yours? <laughs> and you bought them for everyone else and everyone else got to keep theirs because they yeah, yeah, dropped yeah. them yeah, and yeah. you dropped your own. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I was just like, and that was the moment where I was like, maybe this, it's not my fault. Which no, is, it's it more, is no, fault. maybe it is my fault <laughs> that they keep, well, sorry, I'm not going to grip the thing so hard. Sue me. Um, so, oh, meaning my low of the week is that I just knocked over my coffee mine okay two perhaps lows they're not necessarily that bad one my room is a complete mess because one i've been here for a week and i haven't unpacked but Mm -hmm. also i've had multiple packages show up that i have unpackaged tried on put some back in the package to return but haven't returned them yet so i have like a few boxes of things that i need to return because you know it's a beautiful thing that revolve has two-day free shipping and free returns but you have to then, you know, do the return. My goal is, so we're traveling next next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. And part of that is I pay so much for my gym membership that when I leave for, like, extended periods of time, I feel guilty about not using it. And so my goal is to make my money's worth. And truly, like, I have, I have it lined up. Like, morning gym, night, yoga, yoga steam, stretch on repeat until I leave so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun a fun week and I'll be spending not that I don't already spend the majority of my time in that place because I do and I love it but but I'll be spending I, like spending I my almost life feel guilty for you but oh don't worry I'm gonna she keeps assuring me that she's it. gonna like make the absolute most of I'm gonna make the most so now leave. this this next week my goal is to make the absolute most of my time um, and use use the gym, so I don't <laughs> I don't miss it. And my goal is to do my morning miles. In the morning. In the morning. So, the fear of change. As humans, I think that we are wired to naturally have some sort of fear of change. I think it's a bit contradictory because at the same time, I think we seek adventures and like we do seek evolution in a way but I think we're hardwired and we talk about the comfort zone so much because it it affects everything like the way that we are so wired to like being in our comfort zone and almost feel resistance to leaving anything in our comfort zone so I think that we all have some inevitable fear of change because it's connected to that leaving our comfort zone even if we like adventures and we like having challenges i think that those are tied to smaller things not necessarily permanent things they break you out of your comfort zone for a short period of time but you always kind of go back to your baseline i think the real fear of change comes from when we permanently shift our baseline and there's no going back those bigger things it's hard not to have a fear of change whether it is truly I'm so scared to even do this or whether it's you make that change and then suddenly you feel overwhelmed and stressed and you have this internal like fight about it 
something that sparked this idea for us is we had a friend recently when talking about the potential of leaving a relationship say that they were coming to terms with the fact that they might be staying in it not because it's growing them or serving them or like the best situation anymore but because they're afraid of that change of losing it because they've become so comfortable with having this person in their life that even though they feel like the relationship isn't going anywhere else it would be a huge change to not have that person anymore and not have the comfort of that relationship and so it's like weighing the pros and cons of you see that you can grow so much and have new experiences if you leave that thing but it's also really scary to not have the comfort of that person in that relationship that you've been used to for a couple years and the security of having that i think a big piece of it is the fear of change is the fear of losing a sense of security Mm -hmm. and comfort in what you have now even if you see the growth and the potential in what could be in the future right change is uncomfortable we've talked about that before it's uncomfortable and it's hard to leave a situation but it's also really fucking uncomfortable to stay in it yeah so i would choose the discomfort of leaving a situation of growing of changing over staying in it any day do you think you actually would though because that's easy to say yeah once it gets to a point where it's like really uncomfortable to stay in it yeah but what if it's not uncomfortable up until the point where in it because there's always a sense of up, up until no up until the point like I will stay in things too long, um, like we know that, um, but I I'll stay in it too long. I'll stay in a an environment, or a relationship or something, for too long because the like subtle discomfort I will overlook or I will be like oh this is I just need to be like giving more to this and make it make it my problem until it gets to a point where I'm like. I almost wait until it gets, like, obvious and until there's no other option but to leave it. Um, but that's that's a me thing. But, yes. It's obviously easier said than done. Obviously, I'm sitting here, coaches don't play. Like, I'm telling you, it's whatever. So, a recent friendship that has become less of a friendship um, was literally, like, a year of discomfort. Of me being uncomfortable in it and ignoring it and doing things to try and, like resolve the discomfort or ignore it or salvage salvage the relationship should it have ended or changed sooner absolutely probably like a year sooner but that's my like i ignored it ignored the discomfort until it just grew and grew and became so unbearable that like it had to low-key blow up and it like and there was no other option but but for it to end and so that's the point where like it i for a year, it was like tolerable. It was bearable. I was trying to salvage it and ignore the discomfort because I didn't want it to change because I cared about that relationship. Yeah. And that's when it's like really, it's really easy when something changes for you to be like, oh, okay, we're going along with this change, but it's really hard to instigate the change. And that is a moment or like the leading up to the point where I was like, oh my God, this is like, this physically like can't, I'm yeah. so done with this. Um, the I'm so done moment or when you're in a situation that is so unbearably uncomfortable and painful, that's easy to step away from because it's already kind of run its course. It's already completed. Like when you're in that point of being like, this is, I'm done. It feels like there's it's no already completed. There's yeah. No sliver like you, you've already, left. that's you coming to terms with it. It's okay then to get up and leave. The leading up to it of the building discomfort is when it is so hard to leave. And it, you honestly have to complete that cycle and go through that to get to the point of being ready to leave. 
and change, but that's when it's like really, really hard because leading up to it, I still really, really cared about that relationship and really wanted to salvage it in any way I could. So I was still making efforts and like putting more of my energy into that than, than other things that I probably should have. And because that was something that I couldn't be in control of the change and because I really cared about it, that was really difficult. And I know that during that whole time, because you say like you got to a point where then it became totally unbearable, like there was no option. For so long though, it was not enjoyable for you. Like for so long, it was, there was hard stuff to it. There was painful stuff to it, but there was still like a sliver of good. There were like good memories. There was some hope in salvaging Mm -hmm. it there. So that comes back to, are you staying in something because you love it and because it's good for you right now or because you're afraid of the change of leaving it right you know and that wasn't because I was afraid of the changes because I didn't want the change at that point yeah but then it got to a point where I mean I guess if you want to classify it as like being afraid it was like you're afraid of losing yeah losing that friendship so at the bottom of everything it's like are afraid of just things changing like you don't want things to change it's mm-hmm. obviously an uncomfortable thing but when it does change, like holding on to with relationships, especially, I don't care what the nature of the relationship is, like it almost has to complete the cycle of like, you can have an amicable, like we grew apart or, and that would be a, a really different, really different situation. Or it almost has to complete the cycle of like, we are no longer in each other's lives. Okay, time to, time to go. And that's when it's like no longer scary because it's already the work has already been done for you and all you have to do is like step up and leave. Still a little bit painful, but there's not as much good holding you to it. The comfort is no longer comfortable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It makes me think of last week's episode, we talked about not settling for the bare minimum. And something I kept coming back to is like the bare minimum is one step above nothing. So even though there's a lot missing, there's still a little bit of something that you're getting. And I think that is super related to what we're talking about now with the fear of change because in our comfort zones even if we know that there's so much more to be had there's so much more potential in what could be next there's still something good in what you have now and there's still something super comfortable about it and so because it's like a little bit above nothing and it's what you're used to it's easier to stay there or it can cause this fear of change of I know that there is so much more out there but I have this little comfortable easy sliver of something that maybe the fear of you know stepping out of that and changing that is a little more overwhelming I think also even if you really want a certain change you might still be subconsciously holding yourself back and self-sabotaging yourself from it because it's a lot easier to be in the wanting of something than in the having it because you've built up this perception of I want to have this and then once you do have it suddenly you have to live up to those expectations and the pressures that you've kind of put on yourself. Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages, maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Caroline and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. 
that is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly and the best thing about rosetta stone is that rosetta stone offers a lifetime membership so you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons all the languages forever so i've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my mandarin and let me tell you rosetta stone is incredible the way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch of course they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive you learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. The Ambition Card helps you prepare for postgrad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. The Ambition Card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything, car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this Ambition Card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the Ambition Card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The Ambition Card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. Yeah, I want to talk about positive change. I don't really, I was not expecting to talk about like the negative losing relationship change and I don't even want to talk about that because I don't want the, like I don't like the negative energy. I want to talk about the positive Mm -hmm change because change in my mind is such a positive thing sure it could come from negative derivatives but it can also come from really really positive things and places but that doesn't mean that even if you are even if you're changing in a positive way for positive reasons that doesn't mean that's not scary mm-hmm. um doesn't mean that you're not afraid of it that doesn't mean that you're not holding yourself back from it and I think that's really common with moving environments you could be like graduating college, graduating school, like changing a job, moving for a job, all those things, those are really positive because it's great opportunities. You are growing, you're literally stepping into like the next chapter of your life. Like those are really obvious chapters, the big things like moving places, Mm -hmm. graduating, changing schools, changing jobs, changing careers, like moving apartments. Mm -hmm. Those are really established things it's harder to like signify a chapter of your life when it's like oh this was the time when I was really overwhelmingly happy and this is the time when I was really overwhelmed like categorize them in feelings and energies but it's really easy like think back to your life if you had to cut it up into sections you would cut it up into like where you lived who you were friends with what you did for work what you know how you filled your days the kind of obvious stuff but those are really really exciting things however when you're established in something, so I'll just use like 
moving countries or states or moving locations. When you say you live in Boston, you have your job in Boston, you have your routines in Boston, you have your like you're comfortable in Boston. That's great. That's amazing. You've had great experiences in Boston. You love Boston. It's great. You now have the opportunity to move to LA. Completely different lifestyle, completely different opportunity. You would love the opportunity, but you're so comfortable in Boston. Like you don't want to leave. You don't want to give up. Maybe in your mind, you're like, oh, I don't want to give up all my little routines. Like I don't want to give up the people that are here. I don't want to give up my apartment. It's great. I love it. I don't want to give up like the gym I go to or my walk route, like all of those things that make it really comfortable. Like those are amazing things. And yes, you should want to keep them and you should want to value them. But saying no to an opportunity like that, just because you don't want to leave those things behind. Granted, there can be external factors, but this is just like a, an overarching statement. If you turn down an opportunity to go to another environment because you are comfortable in your own environment, like that's a little bit stupid. Because the environment that could always be like, you can always move back to Boston. Why not give yourself the opportunity? That's true. You can always go back. You can always go back. And it's not like regressing. Didn't we? We just talked about like regressing or backtracking. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't even a thing. It's just like evolving yourself. Like the the next step is an evolution. And of course, yeah, you're going to have to like take some time to think about it. Maybe convince yourself. Maybe get comfortable with yourself. Like leaving a place is always going to be hard and difficult. But going to a new place is always so exciting. Nothing has to be permanent. I think the permanence of some changes, like those big ones, like a location change or a job change or something, it almost feels like this is now and forever. Like you could be so excited about this change, but there's this looming fear of like, this is, this is it. This is such a permanent change. Guys, we live such long, flowing, evolving lives. Like nothing is actually permanent. You can move again. You can move back. You can quit a right. job you can go back to school you can like you can do anything truly like nothing is nothing is that deep you have your entire life you can make a decision now change your mind later act on it like truly just do your thing live your life it's not that deep change is just adding plot points it's making it's adding spice to life like change is just natural evolution i've said it once and i'll say it again change your life doesn't have to be scary or permanent or like cripplingly difficult change in your life it will be scary, it will be difficult, but it is also really, really exciting. And again, even if you are really excited about a change, subconsciously, we're just wired to have a little bit of fear surrounding it because it's also the fear of the unknown. As excited as you can be about something, as much as you've built it up in your head, you also have built it up in your head, but the reality of it is unknown. So going back to the wanting something versus having it, it's a big difference because, you know, you may be in Boston thinking, oh my God, when I go to LA, I'm going to love where I live. I'm going to meet so many people. I'm going to have so many cool opportunities. You don't know how that is actually going to come to be. And you don't know that you're going to land there and day one, all of those things are going to come to you and they're likely not. So there's this sense of unknown that even if you're so excited about it, then when you actually go there and you're in the having of it, that's scary because you've built up this idea and perception and usually what we build up in our heads is not exactly what is going to be the truth. Maybe it's, maybe the truth is better because maybe you've been anxious about something you've built up such a negative reality in your head or maybe you've built something up to be, this is 
when I'm going to have the most success. This is when I'm going to be the happiest. Mm-hmm. And you built it up to be this thing and you put so much pressure on it that then when you actually get there, it's a bit scary. And I know that I kind of do that to myself a lot when I change environments. Like when I shift from being in Boston for school versus being at home for the summer versus the times that we've lived abroad in our lives, a lot of the time I get so excited for it. And I tell myself like, this is the phase. This is the chapter that's going to be so great. And then every time when I actually enter that, I have this moment of being overwhelmed and feeling dragged down. It's just subconsciously without like, because I think I've built, I build so much up in my head and I put this pressure on like, finally when I'm done with this semester and I get to go home for the summer, like it's gonna be the best time ever. And then I actually get home and then there's a lot of realities of like, okay, I still have to show up for myself. I still have to do some work with these things. Now there's new challenges around me. Like, you kind of don't picture all of the the day-to-day challenges and what could be a more negative thing when you build it up in your head. So I think that I personally always have a transitional, overwhelming moment, even when I'm really excited for a change. An identity crisis, if you will. Because you're putting so much... That's, a, that's another thing that I want to talk about, is putting so much pressure and trying to control outcomes of things. I've said in this episode and I'll say it again like I love change that I can control I have a hard time with change that is out of my control when I care about something that that to me is like change that I can control if I stand up today and say I'm moving to LA like that's a change that I can control when you're like in the power of it but if someone says work hi you're moving to LA hi here's this opportunity to move to LA then it's not completely in in your control you can obviously like take the power back and be like yes I'm moving um but when it's when you conceive the change and you make the change happen and it's all you and you it's really easy to change to be honest if you are in complete control of it what's hard is when you are not in complete control of it and the parts of change because inevitably like there are parts that you can't control but controlling outcomes is something that you can't do you can control the inputs you can control the drivers for the change but you can't control how something manifests in the world like you can dream you can like plan you can have ideas for it but you can't control every single detail of how something plays out And that's when people get really, really frustrated if something isn't playing out the way they anticipated or expected or planned in their head. Because if something doesn't play out perfectly, that doesn't mean that it is bad. That doesn't mean that it's like going worse than expected. Like maybe it's going better than expected. Maybe it's going to the same level as you expected, but it's going differently. So you're struggling to see that it is still going well because you're so attached to the outcome the specific outcomes and not just an outcome of a certain caliber. And I think a lot of that has to do with how you feel. And I've seen this on TikTok a lot recently. So that's why this is like coming up in my brain. But you don't really care about the specific details of something. You care about the feelings and how it's going to make you feel and where it's going to put you and all that. You don't actually care about on Tuesday, you're going to go here for lunch. That's a stupid example but like the specifics you don't care that like oh if you move to LA you're gonna meet this person and then you're gonna go to these places and this is gonna be like your daily routine no you don't actually care about that what you care about in that situation is you care about how the people around you are gonna make you feel 
how your routines are going to feed into supporting you and how your lifestyle is going to make you feel and if you're going to feel aligned with it. Like that's what you care about. You don't actually care that you're going to go to this cafe on Tuesdays with your friend. What you care about is that you have a friend that makes you feel good and supported and it's a good relationship and that you go and do things that are aligned with you. You care more about how you feel than the actual outcomes itself. So why are you focused so much on the outcomes and getting all worked up over the outcome when there are equal outcomes that can support you and make you feel the same ways? When we went to Singapore, which we've been home for over a year now, that that is probably going to be the biggest example of my life of so many mental things because I went through so many mental things, but also I think learned a lot about the way that my brain works and the way that I react to things. But that is a situation that I had built up in my head as like the pinnacle of my life for so long. And Catherine like grew up for four years in Hong Kong growing up and I hadn't lived abroad again since. We moved back to the US when we were 14. So we lived there like 10 to 14. And for so long, I wanted to go back to Southeast Asia or I wanted to live abroad somewhere else. I wanted to have that experience again, older, you know, not 10 to 14. I wanted to kind of like have that as my own individual person again. And so I had built up this idea for so long that when I get to go back to Asia again, when I get to live abroad again, I'm going to feel like myself. It's going to be the biggest adventure of my life. It's going to be incredible. Well, last year, January 2022, we had the opportunity to go to Singapore for like, I don't know, four to six months, something like that. So excited. And it ended up being one of the most challenging, one of the most depressing times of my life. And looking back on it now, I had such a hard time with the actual change of it and also with things being out of my control. I had so many other things going on in my life in us building the podcast. We had just launched the podcast a few months before in wanting to keep up with everything that I was already doing on social media and having this identity crisis of like, okay, now if I'm in a different country, will people understand that? Like all of these changes of just the location then felt like it was affecting my identity and my career and all of these other things that it became so overwhelming for me that I feel like I literally shut down. There was also so much out of our control where actually living in Singapore didn't live up to the expectation that I built for it in my head a lot because it was really hard to travel because it was the country was really restricted and locked down at the time. It was hard to even do things within the country. So there was so much stuff that was not living up to the expectation that I had set in my head. And so it was really hard for me to be able to just be present in what was versus feeling like it didn't live up to what I had built in my head, which was never a legitimate reality in the first place. It's just what I built up in my head. But that was a situation where like the wanting of something was so exciting. And then when I actually had it and I was in it, the changes became almost crippled. And looking back now, I know that there's not that much, like I can't go back and change the situation and how I was affected. And I also know that like, I felt how I felt and I can't really change that, but I wish that I could have seen the positives in the changes and how like that wasn't a permanent situation. That was a, a fleeting experience. And so I wish that- Because nothing would've... is a permanent situation. Yeah. Nothing, is a, nothing is a permanent situation. Yeah. Everything can be changed. Everything will change. So just mm -hmm. go with what's happening right exactly. now. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. I wish I could have been better at that time of just embracing what was in front of me and embracing the temporary changes because it wasn't permanent rather than fighting it so much and almost like resisting the changes. So if you are finding yourself in a situation where you are afraid to change or looking back on past situations where you've been afraid to change or just keep this in your in your pocket for the future when you do find yourself in this situation because you will go through and we all go through this over and over and over and over again. So step one, identify the fear and what it actually is because fear of change is very broad. What the fear of change is rooted in is are you scared of losing something important? Are you just afraid of the unknown? Are you afraid of that when you actually have this, you won't be able to manage it or handle it? Are you afraid that it won't live up to the expectation that you've built? What is the actual root of the fear of change? Like in the move, like Boston to LA movie example, you could sit there and be like, oh, I don't want to leave my, my environment right now. Like I'm, I love it. Okay. Is that because you're not ready to leave? But if you are like having a fear of change, is it because you're scared to start from scratch you're scared to like move and start all over are you scared that you will never be able to come back to boston like when if you leave right now you're gonna lose it forever like what is the what is the actual reason and knowing that will make it seem a lot less scary like once you once you decide what it is that's actually going on it's going to be a lot easier to kind of detach from it and take take the emotion out of it and be more rational number two I think super, super helpful to talk to somebody about it and just say, like, I'm feeling kind of scared of this. I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed with this. Or just try to get whatever those thoughts are, those feelings that are building up are out. And that might help you identify what the actual fear is. Or talk to somebody who has likely been through a similar change or can at least, like, support you on that or understand or listen to you. I think that is super helpful as a small step in getting over the fear of change and then I think are there small routines that you can implement to get more comfortable before that big change happens if you know that something is actually coming and you're feeling stressed about it overwhelmed about it and a bit scared of it are there small things that you can implement now that would make it seem like less of a big jump maybe if you're going back to school or you're starting a new job like try to get on a bit of an earlier schedule now so it's not like I'm starting this new job and I'm having to get up at 6 a.m. to get to work at 9 when I haven't been doing that for a while. You know, chip away at some of those changes that surround it before the big thing comes. And that might help you kind of embrace it more and have less fear surrounding it because you've eased yourself into the change of it. Then it's time to be excited. Like once you've already decided that this change is happening or if the change is happening to you and you've got on board... Um, then like get excited about it. That's the time to plan. Now don't over plan. Don't over plan to the point of setting like concrete and hyper detailed ex- expectations for yourself. But say you're moving to LA, go and like go on Zillow or somewhere, like go explore apartments. Like if you have an apartment, 
go around your neighborhood on Google Maps and like so pin places you want to go try and like get excited about it. Yeah. You don't ever Find, have like, to restaurants that you want to try. Yeah, new locations you don't ever like have that. to go to those places, but putting yourself in there trying to like get excited and plan about it. Yeah, is can be really energizing and like put you in that headspace in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a move of location and it's like the change of like our first example like leaving a relationship that maybe isn't growing anymore get excited about all the space you're gonna have for new things in your life to meet new people to spend more time with yourself I think getting excited about trying something new can diffuse the fear of change a little bit because it is a super exciting thing to be able to try new things you know like you get one life and it's cool to be able to experience all different non-permanent things yolo also remember that things are not even perfect in the situation you're in right now so you can't expect this new changed situation and experience to be perfect as well true that like even even with little things that's another just like side note reminder that we will think back and romanticize past experiences and make them seem better and all of that when you think back on your past like you see it as a movie like it plays in your head like that you cut out all the parts where nothing is really happening which is normal like you're supposed to have that and all you see is the like really exciting like best parts of it but when you're thinking back on things if you're comparing things like don't don't think that just because you are not doing something fun 24 7 or exciting that it's like difficult Mm-hmm. same thing same thing with change if you move somewhere or you make a change and it doesn't immediately feel like the memories of past things one you have not even given yourself time to like establish yourself in this new change and two it's obviously not going to feel like past things because the past things you're only seeing all of the good parts you're not seeing the parts where you like had to if you're moving if you're moving you had to like build a table and like make dinner and like clean your house like you're not looking at that when you're like oh in in boston like i went here and here and these are all the people and then you're like ah here i'm in la like i I, think Catherine just wants to move to la like happens like boston to la i think she just wants to move and the final thing to think about is you can miss a past thing without needing it back similarly to what Catherine was just talking about how you look back at everything with rose tinted glasses you see it all of the good things, you know, you see it not necessarily better than it was, maybe better than it was, but you see kind of the good parts and you remember the happy things. Something can have been really good for you and have served you and brought positive things to you for a certain period of your life. And you can look back on that with happy memories and with fondness of that thing without needing to still have it in your life right now. Because legitimately like what is for you is in front of you it's not behind you it's easy to look back and think my life was so much better than i had all these things then you don't need those things again you had those things and you had those experiences and you know you get to be so grateful that you have that in your life at some point but you don't need that now you have so much more that is in front of you and new experiences that you can experience and new things that you can have and new people that you can meet and new things that you can try and It's all a journey of yourself, but what is for you is in front of you. It's not behind you. So true. So if you are considering a change or if a change is happening to you, then I hope this helped helped you not be afraid or kind of rationalize it a little bit more. And at the end of the day, like 
if a change is presented to you, if you have the opportunity to make a change, I vote that you make it, you take a change, and you're either going to enjoy it, you're going to learn from it, and you can always go back. You can always change mm-hmm. again. So do your thing. Live your life. You can change your opinions and everything. You too. can like, change your hair and you can change your clothes. You can change your mind. It's just the way it goes. You can say goodbye or you can say hello. But you'll always find your way back home. Thank you guys, Thank you for, guys listening. for listening. <laughs> um, you can follow at Girls with Goals Pod on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow our personal pages, Caroline Kinnean. And Catherine Kinnean. And make sure you're following the show wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple. You can find our video version on YouTube. So subscribe, follow, and we love you guys. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.